The Golden Knights dropped their second consecutive game as they fell to the L.A. Kings at T-Mobile Arena 4-1 to last night. We recap last night's game and much, much more ahead right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to the Thursday edition. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick here from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast, and make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is Locked On Golden Knights. Chris, this L.A. Kings team is starting to prove that they belong, more or less. They're good. Uh, yeah, they're, they're good very team. good. Yeah, and they became, I believe, the eighth team in NHL history last night to win their first seven road games to start the season. Uh, They sent VGK to their second consecutive loss. I spoke yesterday a little bit about the Kings 1-3-1 defense, and it was difficult for the VGK to solve as they took most of their shots from the perimeter. There weren't a ton of high-danger shots by the Golden Knights in this game. No, the hardest working person for this game is going to be whoever handles the laundry for the LA Kings. They're going to have to get all those puck marks off of Cam Talbot's, uh, like the crest of his jersey. It's it's it's, it's got to be really hard to do that because that's where a lot of the pucks went last night. Um, you know, we did hear a little bit from the players about it being tough to. It was asked basically how hard was it to get inside shots and stuff. And Petro and uh, Mark Stone both seemed to allude that they were happy with the chances that the team was getting. And I felt there was going to be a lot of dump and chase boring hockey last night. You kind of had a low events first period, but the Golden Knights seemed to warm up a little bit as the as the the game progressed 0-0 after one fine whatever no big deal pretty even period the second period la came out hot right kings had a good start uh believe they forced was the first goal the, the was it a power play goal or was that a 5 on 5 i can't that was the remember. power play goal okay so it was the power play goal that yeah so bad luck right i mean puck luck bad puck luck it, it, it was puck luck on that when it hits petrangelo knocks him down and it goes right to uh, Kepe, who's on the doorstep. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at the game. The team was generally positive about it in the locker room. We'll hit the special teams a little bit later on and such. But, I mean, it just it's a, it's a Wednesday loss on November the 8th. Credit the Kings for playing well, coming in and uh, having a plan, executing. And good for the Kings. Good game. I don't know what else, what else there is to say, really. I mean, I'm sure we'll say more. We got another 27 minutes to go, but you know what I'm saying. Okay, back-to-back losses uh, for the VGK and the Kings clogging the neutral zone, which you knew that they would do. Uh, They didn't do anything special. I thought it was interesting to hear Cassidy say that the Kings are much bigger now on the back end and did a really good job defensively against the Golden Knights. So for VGK last night, Chris, uh, the lines were jumbled again, Uh and uh, especially, you know, when you – see that they were missing a lot of pieces. Uh, Chandler Stevenson 
Uh, you had mentioned yesterday on the show that you thought that that was uh, perhaps the reason why Ron Bjork uh, was called up. We were talking about that. Um, and they are going to keep him um, off of the ice on Friday against San Jose. And um, again, you saw just some of those changes. I saw Carlson with Stone, some in that game. What, what were some of the other line moves for no, the Vegas Golden Knights? Really what you said was the major one that, that happened. Uh, they shoved Carlson up there, I think, in the third period, and they did generate some looks. Uh, Carlson does get a goal to at least make it a game for a few moments there. And the Golden Knights had some chances down the stretch, but you didn't see a ton of line jumbling. Um, looking at the ice time, I mean, Ron Beer got 11 minutes last night. That says something. Paul Cotter also got 11 minutes last night. So Cotter got the same time that Ron Beer did. That's well, Ron Beer got a little penalty kill time. So that might have something to do with it. The five, the five on five time. Yeah, Paul Cotter only had 20 seconds more five-on-five time than Ron Bjerg. So that's kind of something to keep an eye on right there. Colasar just nine minutes. Um, Amadio, 14 minutes. I was going to yeah. At, at, what point, at what point does Bruce look about look to see about replacing him? Or, no, nine Never. minutes, nine minutes. Even, how's he playing? He only has one point, uh, one point on the season, right? I noticed that. Minus one overall. And is it because of Nick Waugh's absence? Is that the biggest issue there? I would say so. I mean, Colsar does have a certain skill set. He's not William Carrier. He doesn't have that gear to drive to the nets and create something from nothing. Um, Colsar does lack finishing ability. But we're also talking about a fourth-line winger who still finds ways to impose his will on the game to have an effect on the outcome of the game. I mean, the first person we're going to, of course, start talking about right now is Ryan Reeves and, you know, his $4 million bag he got up in Toronto. And, you know, he's getting, what, four minutes a night, five minutes a night. Uh, You know, the stats are just terrible up there. He's just out there skating around, and he's, um, I hate to use a wartime reference, but he's the weapon, I'm going to say what it is, but he's the weapon that's pointed at the other team, like, hey, if something happens, we're going to put this guy over the boards, and you better watch it. Like, those days are certainly done. And Colasar, I mean, he gets in there. I mean, Carper talking a little bit last night, just he needs to finish a bit better when he does get those chances. But there's other things he does. He does get some limited time on the penalty kill. We'll start there. Certainly important with everyone else. Um, Cassidy going back to the fourth to, to the fourth line situation. Um, my question was about specifically the lines being jumbled last night, who maybe seized the moment. He felt Amadio uh, had a good game, which I, I would agree with that. Good, I think season. Amadio, good season for Amadio. He, yeah, the, the, the stats aren't there, but the he's visual been, he's, there. Just, he's been probably one of the most consistent players night in and night out. No doubt. Um, excuse, not excuse. No, it's not all the way around. The circumstance. The, uh, circumstance, not excuse. Not excuse. The Golden Knights are missing 50% down the middle, something else. I mean, when I asked about Stevenson, I think uh, Cassidy waited all of two seconds to also bring uh, Juan, Nicholas Juan into the equation. Fair, fine, I'm, I'm okay with that. And then the second part, you know, Nick Haig was really missed. White Cloud's been out, so we're not going to talk too much about him, but Nick Haig has been in the lineup for most of the season. And you look at the goals that were scored. That first one, just a weird bounce. Kempe, it goes right to Kempe, fine, whatever, okay. Um, the second goal... Um, uh, Trevor Moore, I think 
He's just sure sitting there in front of the nets, right? Um, yeah, Ned Bahal, Fred, I think it was Mahal and Hutton that were out there at that time. Right, and but Ned Nick Hague's not going to let that happen. Nick Hague is not going to let someone BGK camp out didn't there. Ha- didn't have the same net front presence. Third guy. goal, same thing, net front yeah. presence, exactly. So, you know, listen, excuses, fine. People want to say we're making excuses. I don't I don't care I'm, whatever you want to say, but no, no, it no. is the reality. They, it is the missing, reality. They're missing pieces up the middle, and then defensively, obviously, what Hay could get and them, take and nothing then, away from the Kings. I want to be clear: Kings had a great game last night. No, it was a game fit for a king last night. There you go. There it is, Tony. I I wanted to throw a cliche in. Oh, that's the third segment. Okay, yeah, Tony, stop uh, stop blowing the segments. Stop stop it. <laughs> I did my best, Gallic. There. Wow. Uh, so uh, White Cloud will be on the road with his team, and he practiced uh, for the first time without a red jersey. I'm curious. So, I mean, the plan all along seemed to be the road trip. That's kind of the vibe we had upstairs. He's cleared as of right now, I believe Cassidy said. So you wonder if if White Cloud dresses on Friday against San Jose, that's just the Golden Knights saying, we don't want this thing to spur to a three-game losing streak and god forbid it is the sharks i mean the sharks can fix a lot that's wrong uh, with a hockey team right now so if they do dress i mean and honestly if white cloud if it's safe and all i know there's a lot of doctors that make these decisions and opinions and everything but if white cloud is safe to dress i think he should dress for two reasons one they, they miss him in the lineup obviously that net front presence we just talked about and number two why not get him a game under his belt that should be a lower event game for the defense where he's going to get tested, obviously. He's going to get thumped around a little bit, but you're only talking a difference of a few days from when the road trip starts. Why not get him a game to get his legs going and mm-hmm. get that fatigue? Because, of course, the Sharks game, they can hopefully maybe give him you know, 12, 13 minutes without taxing him a whole lot, let him get acclimated, and then obviously on the road trip, uh, turn him loose. Anzi, Anjay. Kopitar last night. You call him Anzi. I call him Fon, the Fonz. Anjay. Uh, Kopitar, 400th uh, goal. The greatest was king ever. I'll call, I'll call him the greatest king ever. 400th goal. Empty net variety. That was pretty exciting. Um, I'm surprised no one took the puck and threw it into the stands, but they were they kept the puck on the ice. Kopitar's got all the respect in the league. I don't, I don't know if anyone has anything bad to say about Kopitar besides puck the, luck. The three hundred goalies are probably he's probably scored on throughout his career. The puck was going uh, right, I think, and went into the net. Just puck luck. Uh, that puck has eyes. Definitely has eyes lately. Uh, suddenly, suddenly, Chris, though, after VGK looked like they were going to run away with the division a week and a half ago, we're talking about how weak the Pacific is, and lo and behold, now when you look at the division. The Canucks just four game, uh, four points back of VGK, two games in hand. And you have the Kings five points back with two games in hand. The Canucks schedule is rigged. They've already they, they've had the oil three times already. <laughs> they've played the Sharks. It's so rigged. The Canucks. The That's rigged. Like, That's but... definitely rigged. Okay, Listen, the, the, Kings... the, top, the top three do look good really fast. The top three teams do look good. You're going to hear from Seattle. You're going to hear from Edmonton. This is not going to last. Although I am absolutely shocked on November the 9th, the toilet bowl game is happening. That's the 31st and 32nd worst teams in the NHL statistically. And one of them is the Edmonton Oilers. What is happening here? The Oilers are in the toilet bowl tonight. 
And that's tonight. Yeah, of course, you know why? Because it's definitely rigged. And San Jose has a back-to-back, right, coming in or? No, they have a day off. God, if the Sharks went on Friday night, oh, let oh no, they have a back to back. It's so rigged. I know. Now, on top of everything else, that poor it's team. It's a good thing. It's a good thing the Sharks come in with that much more fatigue, so the Golden Knights could oh, catch a break there. Goodness. The Kings we mentioned yesterday, they have been very good on the road. So I went back and looked at the last two seasons and the road records. Okay, they start off now seven and zero on the road, which is really difficult to do. In the National Hockey League. Last season, 21, 14, and 6 on the road. Nice. And then two seasons ago, 23, 11, and 7. They've won 43 games on the road. Uh, the last two seasons. So now they're at 50 in two seasons plus. That's pretty good. That's outstanding. Come in the National time. Hockey League. Come playoff time, that's obviously huge as well. And just one last note on my side about the well, game. Well, I mean, they're going to be playing mostly on their home ice, aren't they? Well, but that's Go the ahead. thing. But when they do on the road, they're in a good no, spot. No, I'm saying they're going to win the division. Fair enough, Tony. Fair smart. enough. Fair enough. I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not going to sell that yet. Um, shots, <laughs> 38 to 33. It did not feel like a 70-shot game by either team last night. Like, it did not have – like, you think 70, 70 shots in a game. You think some high-event hockey really wasn't. I mean, the Golden Knights did have chances, especially in the third. They opened things up a little bit as they had to. And the Kings were more opportunistic. They had their chances. I thought Aiden Hill had a really good game. Um, just weird. Kind of just a weird game. I don't know. Puckhead eyes. Coming up next, VGK's special teams were mostly the reasons, uh, reason that they were dominated last night by the LA Kings. That's our topic next when we return here on Locked On Golden Knights. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. And you know what? I'll pull out my Jace case right there. There See, that's pretty cool. There we go. So there's all these antibiotics in there in case of an emergency. It's a pretty cool thing. And in case of an emergency, uh, you have something that gives you peace of mind. And so I keep that handy here and in the medicine cabinet where it belongs away from kids. I don't have any kids, but uh, Jace Medical uh, makes sure that you have the medication on hand that you need. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing con- uh, consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off, just use the code LOCKDOWN at checkout and go to jacemedical.com. You see it on the screen, but if you're listening here, that is J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for $20 off. Welcome back to the show and tell edition of Lockdown Golden Knights. You like that? Love it. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And now we're going to be extended to six days a week. So on Saturday mornings, right? What time are you and little Chris there with his little robe or whatever he was wearing yesterday or his towel? Uh, what time are you going to get things fired up? Oh, I would say just like we normally do. Just I like normally this get normally? our 
you're going to wake him up early on a Saturday. He wakes up on his own. He's already, I'll tell you right now, like, like this morning, he wake, he wakes up about six. I get up maybe a few minutes later. He's already watched the highlights from the night before. He's already digested the game and everything. And we talk about it for a few minutes, you know, so it's, we're, we're, we're early risers in the Gallic household, but, and that's a good thing because my neighbors a few doors down decided six in the morning would be a wonderful time to have a concrete truck pull out, a cement truck pull up and make all sorts of noise. But that's a, that's another story for another time. We're all awake, so not a big deal. They're but. not dumping it at your front door or anything. So you're okay. You'll I mean, fine. if they're building it for us, it's fine. I don't know. I mean, give us a little love, you know, give us a patio. Okay. So we've got Chris and Chris <laughs> now on Saturdays. You could find that it's a YouTube exclusive. You like that? And YouTube then, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, coming up tomorrow already. Holy smokes, these weeks go flying by. Yeah, it's WTF. What the Friday? Make sure that you check what that the out. F1. What the F1 edition? <laughs> WTF1. It's going to be a blast. Um, most of the story of last night's game revolved around special teams. Uh, VGK, two chances, two opportunities on the power play unit, no shots. Uh, no shots there. And the Golden Knights really? gave up a couple of power play goals. Rough night for VGK's special teams, Chris. Yeah, so I was looking at the stats from, from um, an overall perspective right now. Power play is 13th overall. I mean, not bad. It's better than I think they finished 18th last year. I feel like a week, week and a half say, ago. If they had two more goals, circumstances, not excuses. If they had two more goals, they would have been in the top 10. If they had if they had two more goals, absolutely they would be top. They would have probably two top more five, goals, probably top five. Really? I mean, it's that, that that's how close it is. I mean, New Jersey's going crazy on the power play. They got twenty power play goals already. Golden Knights have eleven. Rangers fourteen. Tampa fifteen. Vancouver fifteen. So if you give the Golden Knights thirteen, I don't know how the stats, how the percentage works out. It puts them right with Carolina, Seattle, and Edmonton of all teams. Yeah, I was just going to ask, where nice. is Edmonton ranked? Uh, Edmonton is only four spots ahead of the Golden Knights. Uh, wow, averaging two point six four power play goal. No, that can't be right. That's goals per game. Uh, their percentage is only seven point seven one, which is way down from like sixty eight percent or whatever it was last year on the power play for. The Oilers, I'm joking, it wasn't six. So, so if the Raiders could fire Josh McDaniels while he's oh, out trick or treating with his kids, oh. Jay Wood, Jay Woodcroft uh, <laughs> celebrating America. That's really rough. Uh, Jay Woodcroft, uh, American Thanksgiving. He'll celebrate anything because they're not winning. By the second course, you think he's gone? I think Black Friday is the day. That's that's the end of a road trip for him. I think they finish in Washington, and I think that's right after American Thanksgiving. I think Black Friday is the day for Woodcroft if something doesn't happen. All they need is a pulse, right? All that team needs is a pulse. And I don't care if they come into the playoffs ranked eighth, ranked third, ranked for whatever it is in the playoffs. They're they're, they're a deadly team no matter what their season has been. Um, Back to the the special teams here. Last night, the penalty kill, um, they're 10th overall. But kind of to what you just mentioned a second ago, if – that's that was their sixth and seventh power play goals allowed last night. It wasn't like they were good plays, just you know, the puck had eyes, Tony. There you go. So you take them down to five goals allowed, and that puts them probably in top five, top six, right where Colorado, Buffalo, Tampa, and Columbus is. But I mean, right now, this moment, the special teams rankings are better from a year over year perspective. The concern is there's a decline happening right now. And this is what happened right about this time last year. I, I don't have the, the game logs in front of me, but 
this is really where the two-month slide happened. Injuries start coming. Just something doesn't click right. If there's a positive right now, Stevenson's injury is short-term. Nick Wah, we don't know. Nick Haig, we don't know. We know Stevenson will be coming back sooner than later. We know White Cloud is, uh, I mean, White Cloud and Stevenson will both be back at least by the road trip, although Stevenson's situation is kind of strange, but supposedly he'll be back by the trip. So, you know, the team's getting healthier, but what's the next round of injuries? The forwards, you know, have been spared a little more than the defense, although now without 50% of the centers. So we'll see. We'll see. So Carlson took Stevenson's place last night. Um, there on the no, power play unit. On the power play, one. yes. Yeah. And uh, both of the Kings, uh, both of their goals, as we mentioned, on the power play were off of rebounds. And so you do need to get in front of the net. And Cassidy said that there's, the Golden Knights should have been better in the races, if I recollect correctly, um, especially on the power play, um, should win their battles. And he said that uh, when you're committing penalties, you're chasing basically, for the VGK. Yeah, no, there was some unraveling, right? Um, March is so, I don't know if it was Fee, yeah, it was March so and Fiala, because I joked that March so wanted to find the, the smallest guy on the King's side and tangle up a little bit there. So March is so and Fiala get tangled up basically between the blue lines. Refs don't blow it dead because they know they're going to separate off eventually. Fine, okay. But March is so, this is where things went wrong. March is so just takes a running head start and like it didn't look like an egregious cross check, but it was one of those spots where you, as a ref, you know what's going to happen before it happens. And March so takes a run. His stick is up like this. When, you're, when your hands are by your shoulder and you come in like that, you're going to get rung up every time. And I don't know if they scored on that one, but that's really when things started to unravel in the game. And Wasn't it uh, Martinez? Wasn't it Martinez on the first penalty? Martinez, uh, got, yeah, that was just a weird, yeah, that was Kopitar. Play. He just had his stick, and I mean, that was just, there wasn't sure. anything wrong with that when it happens. I mean, it's, right. But yeah, he, he got the first penalty. Now you're taking, obviously, your best penalty killer out, your best shot blocker out, and it's going to, you know, and Martinez knows how to clear the net as well. So it's just, I mean, a whole uh, unfortunate set of circumstances there. The structure of the power play, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. Uh, what about puck movement for the Vegas Golden Knights on the power play? Yeah, before puck movement, it doesn't matter. You got to get, got to get them clean. Got to win that first face off, and then they got to get set right up. Right hand stick. We had to use Jack in there. Right hand stick. Uh, in his forty-five point six or whatever the number is now, face off percentage. That's a concern. <laughs> um, that's certainly a concern right now. Right. But just like, the Golden Knights, you don't see the clean entries at the blue line right now. That's where it all starts, and then after that, you do see the puck movement a little bit but they're not getting that grade A chance off. They're not executing, you know, they had some chances. Like there was some movement on the power play, but then it just gets to the point where, okay, fine, Theodore is going to, you know, loft it in from the point and see what happens. Not that that's a bad decision to make, but, you know, you got so much skill and creativity on the ice. You'd like to see more. And I'll say it again, the Golden Knights power play is better from a year-over-year perspective, at least from where it ended last season. So, they got time, right? You know, I feel like we're slap shot. You know, other people in the bar moaning to the coach, hey, what are you doing about the power play? We're working on it. We're working on it. So they're working on it, folks. We'll see what happens. Jack Eichel, are they asking for him to do a little bit too much? It was kind of – it was a funny exchange. Well, just a quirky exchange, if you will. Uh, late in the game last night, 
uh, right before VGK, you know, had set, uh, sent off Aiden Hill there, you know, to have the man advantage. And Eichel was out there skating, and then there was a face-off coming up. And you see Cassidy asking him, shouting across, you know, are you okay? Can you still skate out there? Shift was a minute 20. And he said, yeah. And he stayed on the ice. Of course, he's going to say yes. But yeah. Well, yeah, of course. But are they asking him at times to do a little bit too much? Obviously, you want him to be, to be in the face-off circle, make his game better there. He's turned into an elite I hate I hate that name, but he is an elite. He is an elite uh, defenseman. He's along, uh, along the eyes of offensive, eyes of defensive, too. He's really offensive, good. offensive player. Yeah, but he's. Are they asking I mean, him to do too much sometimes? Listen, he's the ten million dollar center, one generational talent, and this is the role that Jack Eichel wants. I think is what we'll start by saying. And in a game like last night, you do need that difference maker to do something amazing. Paul Cotter was that person against Philly, right? Just a, you know, weird game, right? Philly played the Golden Knights really well. And Paul Cotter says, okay, I'm going to make an amazing play. And boom, I got a, I got a great Instagram video for you all now. So Jack Eichel certainly has that gear. He scored goals like that. And I did feel Eichel was working hard on his own at times to go for that razzle dazzle goal. And that's what the Kings do. That's what that one, three, one does, right? You know, you're able to get the puck in, but the players are going to have a hard time getting open once they're inside. And that's going to force someone to try and force a play. And it's nice when it works. It looks bad when it doesn't, it really didn't work last night, but Eichel that's, that's Eichel's job. Eichel's role is to be asked to do everything at times. And he didn't last night, but that's not a knock on Eichel. People aren't going to succeed every play. And again, let's not get too deep in this. Kings had a good game. Golden Knights will regroup and, uh, We'll see how they, how they do on their scrimmage on Friday night. Uh, the referees last night, as they were trying to get Aiden Hill off the ice, right, for the empty net, and he kept coming out of the crease. And you could see the officials, the ref there, going, no, it's not an icing call. You're outside of the crease. Something they need to manage a little bit better, I think, in the future. Because he came out of the crease, they, they waved off icing calls, like twice late. So he came out to play the puck is what you're saying right there. Okay, yeah. I understand now. It took, yeah. it took me a second to process that. Um, process. I mean, I don't process. honestly know. I know if the goalie makes an attempt to play the puck or like motions to play the puck in the NHL on, an, on a potential icing, Motion. the play is not Correct. blown dead. That's um, what happened. And, and I think Aiden Hill was a little bit confused. He was perplexed that it wasn't an icing call twice. twice. No, that's interesting. I know there was I one never, where. Never in that situation. You know, VGK, they're never in that situation where they have to get the goalie off the ice and they're down no. to goals. First time they face a three-goal deficit all season, too. Right, exactly. Uh, coming up next, cliches were flowing in the VGK <laughs> locker room last night, and our Chris Golick was there. We'll talk about it next when we return after this on Locked On Golden Knights. As a business owner you realize that there are times when receivables might fall behind. And Chris and I are both entrepreneurs, and we know exactly what they're talking about here. But that doesn't mean that you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or even rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped a lot of businesses to secure working capital from $5,000 to $1.5 million dollars. Parkview Advance can approve your working capital 
in as little as 24 hours. That's right. It's about cash on hand, and it's much easier to process than you might even imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are Locked On NHL fans, Locked On VGK fans, to learn more by calling us at area code 203-675-0071. Again, area code 203-675-0071, or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com. Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, Thursday edition. Don't forget tomorrow, WTF1. You like that, WTF1? My notes. Uh, I'm I'm ready for segment three. I got my notes. You have no, wow, sticky notes. We've really progressed from napkins on this show. And then on Saturday, it's the Chris and Chris show. Is that what you're calling it? That's yeah, I think that's a good. YouTube Chris and Chris. exclusive. A YouTube, a YouTube experience. A YouTube experience. <laughs> so please make sure to sub- uh, subscribe there as these guys are talk about entrepreneurs. I mean, they got Chris working in this family. Uh, don't they have child labor laws on Saturdays? No. Okay. And then, uh, no, it's really cool. We're looking forward to that show. Okay. So you said the cliches were flowing. Um, circumstantial cliche, uh, cliches last night, or what yeah, type of cliches? cliches? No, I mean, and listen, I'm not knocking the team or anything like that. There's when Mark Stone and Alex Petrangelo are firing cliches, it's not because they're just out there giving us fluff and stuff for the media to talk about, fluff and stuff. Yeah. This is stuff that they're buying into, and. You know, I, I go back to a game last season, right, where the Golden Knights sky was falling for a moment there, and I just asked Petrangelo. I think it was after the Sharks beat him on home. I say, "What the vibe in the locker room right now?" And Petrangelo's like, "It's fine. We're gonna go back to work tomorrow, and we're gonna, you know, it's what we do." And at first, I thought he just completely dismissed me. It was a, uh, you know, he was grumpy after a loss, fine, whatever. But then, as you watched what happened throughout the season, you realize that is the perspective. So. We had two cliches last night, right? Um, started with Mark Stone. Uh, we're talking about the line combinations and stuff. Adversity doesn't kill you. It makes you stronger. Okay, fine. And then Alex Petrangelo, I thought his was a little bit stronger, honestly. Uh, sometimes the hockey gods test you, and these last two games have been a good test. So, I mean, I- I'm good with that. I'm good with that mindset of the team right now. They look at the big picture. They look at the games. And the Kings game wasn't a bad game by the Golden Knights. Um, Did they deserve to win that game? I don't think we're going to go that far. Going back to the Anaheim game, because Petrangelo uh, referenced the last two games, you could argue the Golden Knights had a game good enough of winning, especially when Cassidy mentions the Ducks had three or four shots in the third. They all found the back of the net. Back to how Tony's been saying it 17 times in this uh, podcast today about the puck having eyes. Well, the puck really did have eyes, I would say, the last two games. The difference is the Kings had a much better effort than the Ducks, I believe. And um, the Golden Knights, it's not that they didn't play well enough to win on Wednesday nights. They just didn't do enough to win is probably the better way I would say it. Cassidy dispelled after the game any thoughts. Did Mark Stone say that perhaps VGK was mentally and physically tired? And then Cassidy came back, and it was the Willie G. Ramirez 
question. He was and rocking a red said, suit last night. He looked good last night. He looked good. Rocking an all-red suit game, with the they red They used a mojo there. No, uh, yeah, I'm sure you were tilting hard about that one. And then William Carlson scores. You had a bad night last night. I had a really bad night. I, yeah, it was a rough night. Deke, uh, Andre Furry, is that his name? The best ones. The best the by far. Jesus. Um, did, you so, see the, did you see them? Deke Andre Furry. Sorry. Deke Andre Furry. It, but I'm, I know oh, whatever no, always, I just scores, got, you get lit up. So I got lit up like a Christmas tree. First, the Rebels, 20 and a half point favorites. They play a team that lost by more than 30 points to TCU. A, a community college, right? <laughs> That's what they were, what they were talking game, about in the press box. Two days earlier. Night. Holy smokes. And Southern just beat them by 14. It wasn't even that close. Okay. So back to – Oh, Mark Stone, yeah. So Mark Stone did reference a little bit of fatigue in there and stuff like that. Three days off. Three days off. Well, And and Cassidy was like, well, that's what Cassidy said. He's like, well, we played our last game Sunday. Today's Wednesday. And, you know, Cassidy didn't, like, leave Stone hanging out to dry or anything like that. But he just didn't necessarily agree with the comments. And, uh, again, there's a different version of Cassidy on the podium than there was in Boston. And this is something that's been referenced a lot by me. I've written about it. We've talked about it. Cassie's going to be honest on the podium. First of all, he's going to give you good takes and he's going to give you good answers and he's going to give great material for you to write about. Um, but he's doing it in a more sensitive manner, not to create any locker room turmoil or anything like that. And, you know, I thought Cassie handled his perspective. Well, he didn't agree with what Mark Stone said, but he was honest about it, but not like, what's this guy talking about? No, we're like, it wasn't like that. Like, like if that was Tortorella, I think Tortorella might've said it had a little different, uh, or Woodcroft. I mean, he can't say anything right either right now. They might've handled that comment a little differently. Okay. One final note on today's show. We highlighted Grigori Denisenko. <laughs> Good call. And two goals last night, Chris, good time. You get the good time. The game winning overtime goal against Colorado. So that's pretty good, man. Good, uh, good foresight there. Dennis Sanko, he's, he's got something. Do you have any vision, vision cliches you could throw out there today? Um, he doesn't kill you. It makes you stronger. Dennis Sanko, go get him. him. All right. (laughs) We appreciate everyone tuning in, especially our everydayers. From a man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we'll see you tomorrow on WTF1. There we go. WTF1 Friday. Traffic was so have good. A, have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.